Welcome back to the Coruscant Nights podcast. I'm Cooper. This is Jack. Today we are doing a general discussion on some Star Wars uh, questions that we have prepared. Yes. And we don't really know what to expect, <laughs> but we're going to get straight into it. So, Jack, do you want to do the first one? Oh, okay. All right. So, I hope it's nothing too um, scary for the first one to discuss, but uh, I think we've got one here. It is... Oh, here we go. What would be your number one hope for Battlefront 3? Oh, yeah, okay. All right, remember, so... Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to go first or...? Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so, if Battlefront 3 ever occurred, I would hope that they add every character from the movie site, like every every uh, film. Mm. I would also want Clone Wars characters, iconic ones, like not just Common Trevor or something, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though it's before the Clone Wars, but... Um, uh, I would I would love to see more dynamic uh, map kind of what's it called like weather conditions during oh, the yeah. gameplay so it's kind of like different while you're playing it not just the same thing every time so yeah. experience something different every time I would also like different game modes I would also I wouldn't you know how like is it is it um I'm playing it for it is it supremacy uh, Battlefront two which is the one where you start from like one point. You, or Galactic Assault. You start mm. from, like, the ground and then it, and then there's a cut scene and it goes into the ship. Oh, or no, that's Supremacy. Supremacy, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, how cool would that be if once you get through that first kind of, barricade, like, barricade, then you actually have to fly your ships up and then there's, like, a battle, like, in the space and then... Oh, yeah, like a multi-level... Level yeah, kind of... Cool. That's, yeah, that would be very cool. Yeah, and also, this is the one of the most important things, too, is a really, really good campaign, which can maybe played from both sides of the story so you get different outcome, like a different outcome if you play it t- two times, you know what okay. I mean? It's okay. so like you get the villain side and then you get the good, like the hero side. I think, yeah, I think overall I would just like the same sort of me- mechanics, obviously keep to what's already working, but improve on it. So what would be the number one out of all of your ones that you just suggested? <sighs> I would definitely want dynamic map okay. changes during the gameplay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, as for me, I think I'd probably go with introducing... Like you said, lesser, lesser, uh, not known, not lesser known characters, like but more like characters like Cal Kestis and mm. even like some of the Inquisitor characters, yep. I feel would be very good because it just shows, it would show how dynamic and almost like, it's almost like it'd be like a platform for yep. all different sort of gamers. Like what yep. Star Wars Galaxy of Hero is, Heroes mm. is, mm. where it just has all these different crossover. It's got the High Republic, the Old Republic. Yeah. I think that having these sort of characters yeah. come in would really just make the game feel so immersive. Yeah. And obviously, I feel like you can't have the characters without the maps mm-hmm. that they are known for, to. Yeah. But I just feel like more character selection. I'd mm-hmm. probably say that was my number one. More bigger character selection would be better. Well, would you then say that, like, for example, if you had the Inquisitors, you have to have a map of the uh, Inquisitor base? Of oh, yeah, the absolutely. Inquisitorium? The, Taurus? Uh, the Fortress Inquisitorium. I can't yeah. remember what it is. <laughs> that... Triangle pyramid structure yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd yeah, be no, sick. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I think... Yeah. Well, you hope Battlefront 3 goes ahead. Yeah, hopefully, but... Optimistic, not, looking, yeah. not looking too great at the moment. Yeah, yeah. All right, shall we get into number two? 100%. Not looking, not looking. This one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this <Let's> one's <laughs> kind of funny. Has the... Cr- has the criminal underworld of Star Wars been done justice in live action slash animation projects so far? Take the rain. Uh, no, and we're having a discussion about this earlier mm-hmm. because I've been doing some digging into Crimson Dawn yep. and I feel like that story still has so much to be told. But alongside that, you've got um, five other or four other massive crime syndicates mm-hmm. that Pikes 
the uh, the Hutt cartel. You've got the Knight Brother clan as well. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple of other corporations. Mm. Probably we don't need to learn about them. <laughs> yeah. But I think just in terms of getting more of that side, obviously, I think Star Wars Outlaws is maybe going to explore some mm. of that. But yeah, I would I would love to see more of the Star Wars yeah. underworld. We got a bit of it in Clone Wars, which was good, and mm. Maul's kind of rise to power there. But besides that, and a, and Solo, we haven't really got a lot. So yeah. I'd love to see more. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we did. Uh, this is a this is a painful thing. The Boba Fett show tried to expand on like a mafia s story. However, they just didn't do any of the classic traits of a syn- a syndicate. You would you know assume they had that kind of um what's it called that those table scenes where he had different um, kind of leaders from mm. different factions mm. and he was at the, the head of the table. Yep. But they didn't – it was trying to make him like an anti-hero sort of still. Mm. Where is this kind of like – we always hear about how threatening the Hut clan is with Jabba when he was in charge and stuff, but we never really saw anything like that apart from the start of Return of the Jedi a little bit where mm. he had like kind of like those slave kind of S people. But we never saw the threat that he posed. Like Han always escaped all these crime syndicates – but we never got to yeah, see them true. actually do anything in action, really. Yeah, we, saw we only got mentions of them. 100%. We saw even a few of... We saw that that one that was after the old Han in um, Force Awakens. Even those weird guys. Oh, yeah, When yeah, you got yeah. sandwiched um, between them. I don't know if they were criminal syndicates, yeah. but I don't know. There was some sort of... Well, I remember yeah. one of them was called Kanji Club. The Kanji Club, Kanji Club. Club. yeah. That's pretty cool. I just think Star Wars... We've ex- explored so much of, like, the franchise already, but we haven't even really had a, not, I wouldn't say, like, a Sith-orientated story, yeah, but, like, just, like, yeah. a, a criminal underworld storytelling, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, even, like, an Andor-esque style where it's a bit more serious tone, like a proper, just a proper mafia story, yeah. like, a Sopranos, but Star Wars would be so cool to see, and I think that mm-hmm. would expand, kind of, the universe from what we already know to, to yeah. see more of the dirtier, scarier kind of Absolutely. systems. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Mm. Yep, no. So, in terms of it being done justice so far, no. No. I think yeah. that's the one we can both agree on, 100%. Yep. Absolutely. All right, next one. Here we go. Oh, a small one. <sighs> this is my one. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Um, Which is better, Ray as a nobody or Ray as a Palpatine? So, this yeah. one explores... So, I'll go first. This one explores... um. Would do you prefer the story that she had supposedly in the Last Jedi, or do you prefer that two-week created thing before shooting of her being a Palpatine? For myself, I would say at first I would have I would have sided with her being a nobody because I was like, oh, I don't like how they have to link everyone to like a. However, the way that in Episode Nine I would prefer her to be a Palpatine due to how immensely powerful she is. I think that makes more sense rather than her. Imagine her ha- using these force lightning abilities and stuff like the same thing that happened, but not being uh, related mm, to the Palpatine. Yep. Where would she get this from? And it kind of expl- and it kind of um, explains how even she she hasn't trained that that much, but she's very powerful. Luke trained a little bit on Dagobah, right? And this is the thing that sometimes I think Star Wars fans forget. He didn't show that much training aside from that Dagobah bit, right? Yeah. But He's a descendant of Vader. He's a Skywalker, right? Yeah, so that, that makes sense. Explains that. So I think the way that they actually ended up doing that made more sense for her being a Palpatine. I don't want to say that I prefer that out of all other outcomes. My little little take in here, I would have preferred if she was like um, a descendant of a hero, but using power. Like for example, let's just say she was an Obi Wan, you know, secret 
um, daughter he never knew about, mm-hmm. but she's using all these other false abilities. Kind of, she's not sure if she wants to be a good character or, or a villain kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but I definitely prefer her being a Palpatine than a nobody. I think now, okay, which is interesting. Right. Yeah. So obviously, the Rise of Skywalker. I think I've mentioned this plenty of times on the podcast. It's grown on me. Obviously, mm. I still can't get over the Ray Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not the Ray, but the somehow Palpatine's return. return. Yeah. I, I do believe that they did intend to bring him back, mm. but they just didn't go about it in the right way. In terms of Ray being a descendant of Palpatine, mm. I don't really think it makes sense. I mm. feel like if Sheev was to get in the bed, <laughs> it would be not when he was hideously disfigured. Yeah, it'd not, be more like the, a force manipulation. against, like... Shriveled like prunes. Are, yeah, <laughs> but just... Would he even have that trust to go make love with someone? Yeah. Anyway, that's beside the point. That is beside the point. So, my main thing with Ray Palpatine is I think it's showed throughout the film and even, like, it, it does explain her force ability as well. Mm. And obviously, in Rise of Skywalker, we get the force lightning and everything. Mm. So, yes, it makes sense. But as a nobody, I feel like... Because in Star Wars, we've been following the Skywalker mm. lineage for so long, I, I really feel like it would have had to have gone a separate route, the yeah. sequel trilogy, to keep the Skywalker going through. You can't call mm. it the Skywalker saga and have the sequel trilogy just mm. not be about a Skywalker. 100%. Especially in the way we got it. Luke was kind of... He was in it for one movie, pretty much. Mm. Anyway, I would have preferred if Rey was a nobody in a different... Sense. Uh, like, if it was a different story told. Yeah. But to explain the powers, um, yeah, I think Palpatine, but... Would you go to an extent of saying you'd prefer if she was a lineage from, like, another Skywalker? Like, saying Leia hadn't, like, she was related to Kylo secretly and they didn't know. And then that whole loving thing didn't ever happen in Rise of Skywalker. Because in Force Awakens and Last Jedi, we don't get much, you know, um, love connection, right? I so imagine Last Jedi we do, but yeah. Well, a little bit, but like, you know, tension, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that even happened weirdly in the original trilogy with um, Luke and Leia before yeah. they realised, right? So, imagine that, right? In the third one, she it comes to wishing that she's actually also a descendant of Vader. And now Kylo's struggling kind of to deal with- she, he's, he's not the only one. She might be the heir to the throne of, of Vader and he has to take her out kind of- Oh, that'd, mm. be, that'd be cool. Ooh. That would be cool. That would yeah, be very cool. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But in terms of which one I prefer, mm. I think- for the story, oh, <laughs> I would prefer it if Ray was a nobody. Yeah, I think that that would just te- give us a new take on perspective, Star Wars, kind of, yeah. and that the Force doesn't have to always be these two only correct, correct. people. Yeah. It would be this is different, and obviously, if a yeah, I know the story would have to change for it to a make lot. sense. Yeah. But I think I prefer the idea of Ray being a nobody, and that's the kind of the identity she claims from the beginning, which I yeah. really like. Yeah, so be that's proud true. of that identity. You don't be proud have to that be, you're from yeah. nothing. Yep, and and make your own story. Hundred percent. Yep, that's good. Yeah. yeah. All right, next one. Oh, I think it's one of yours. Is it? Oh, well, my handwriting's horrendous. <laughs> you have to. You yeah, to- this is not worded very well, but I'm gonna just read it for what it is. Do you want me to read it for you? Disney been a good thing for Star Wars. <laughs> Has Disney been a good thing for Star Wars? Yes. Um, I'm going to say yes. Now, mm. not just because of the sequel trilogy and I like it, but I think um, we've gotten a lot of content and obviously we've had the discussion about quality over mm. quantity. I think that you can still get quality within quantity, mm. like with Andor. Mm. 
And I think that we've gotten, even though some project, I go back to Obi-Wan Kenobi show quite a lot. It's a terrible show. Mm. It's not good, but it has some really awesome moments that Mm. just make it stand out. I think the whole of episode three with Mm. uh, Vader kind of terrorizing the town and then everything. Even the flashbacks were pretty cool. Yeah, the flashbacks were good. I reckon episode five and six were really well done Mm. and had some really great moments that it kind of makes the whole show worth it. Mm. I think if the story was playing better from the beginning. Anyway, that's, this is an Obi-Wan review. Yeah. Has Disney been a good thing for Star Wars? Yes, because it's brought in the galaxy. It's given us it's given yeah. us stories for characters that we thought we'd never get before. It's given us brand new characters. And I feel like if it remained in George Lucas's hands, he'd be very specific and he would be tailoring to people like Star Wars Theory who are so... <laughs> specific about what they like yeah. and it just doesn't take into account the broader audience interesting okay um i would like to mention whilst creating that one i w- i actually thought you were gonna um say uh disney is a good thing obviously like what you said but i was gonna shock you and actually i was gonna agree with you because i wouldn't say to the extent of you saying how if george lucas had it it would be catered i don't think so you all have to remember that he was the original creator right yeah, yeah. so I would have actually... So, it depends. If he decided, oh, I'm going to wait another 15 years to make another Star Wars thing, right? And then he does another trilogy, right? Similar to how Disney began, like, had a lot of time off, obviously, before it got sold and everything, and then the new trilogy came. I would like to see that happen from George's standpoint, but uh, we're talking about Disney here. So, for, <laughs> for Disney, I'll say, yes, it's been a good thing to an extent. So this, is where, this is where the little thing is, to an extent. They have done a much worse ratio, in my opinion, of good actual Star Wars content than how much they've actually made. I'd agree with that. So, this is where it it gets a bit convoluted. I think it has been good overall, though, because we've been getting Star Wars content. We all love Star Wars. And back in the OT and even prequel era, there really wasn't much. Like, you got the Clone Wars as, like, a thing, as an extension. Yeah, yeah. 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 But we haven't really, and but in this kind of Disney era period, we've got so much to talk about. Yeah. Even if we don't like it, we've all discussed it. Like, we've t- how much have we talked about the sequel trilogy, guys? Yeah, like, it's been in our lives for so long now already. Almost that, ten years. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, I think it's been a good thing. But I think the way that they're trying to do now, I'm hoping after all the bad reception from Obi Wan and the good reception from Andor and everything, that they start to realize that you don't need to put out so much content. Just make it good. Yeah. Right. So I think. They are hopefully starting to shift those gears, but so far, I, I, I can't complain still. I've got to see so many things that I would have never really yeah. thought of back then, and we yep. still have more to come out, yep. obviously, this year and next year, so it's it's a, it's good to an extent. Yeah. I'll just add, I think that what Disney's done really well is that they've bridged the gap between the the uh, eras or mm. the, the trilogies. Mm. Like, we've gotten so much content that's been between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope and also now, yeah. Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, great. Because each project uh, yeah. is exploring different parts, either progressing a character like Obi-Wan mm-hmm. from Revenge of the Sith to the point in A New Hope, mm-hmm. or it's exploring the political aspects like in um, Mandalorian Season 3. There's that as kind of... crap as it was, yeah. it at least got the ball rolling about how there's such... Um, corruption within the mm-hmm. Republic, right? Even in Ahsoka, mm-hmm. we got that as well. Yep. That, you know, you didn't... Hera saying, or... I think it was Hera said, uh, like, um, how do you expect a, a Republic to build overnight? Or I can't remember who it was who said that. I'm pretty sure, But yeah. it's like, 
Yeah, like, there's corruption in there. So, mm. it's, it's good to see, and that obviously leads to the fall of the New Republic. So, it's good to see how each project mm. is tailored to a specific thing. Bad Batch, how did the clones yeah. get phased out? So, that's what I really like and what Disney's done. Yeah. It's bridged the gaps mm-hmm. and it's made it more of a linear storytelling. Even though if they're not all perfectly in their yeah. own sense, but I do 100% agree with you. They've given us much more detail between the periods and that's what we love. All the books are in between the periods yeah. and now we're just getting them in TV show format. Yeah. They just need to be good. They just need to be, good. Need to be good. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Disney, um, good thing. Yeah. Did I pick last? I think I did. So I think you did, yeah. <sighs> Next one. Woo! Have I got one? Yep, got one. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, this is good. So, to the people listening today, I we talked about making a hot take each, right, for this oh, thing. Okay, yeah. But I've put a hot, hot take here, and I really want to see Cooper's opinion on this, because I'm very strong in this hot take, and this is my, my take, obviously. Kylo Ren is more interesting than Vader, only comparing the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy as the factors. Do you want me to go first? I would like to go first, yeah, probably, yeah, for this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I actually agree. I think, honestly, I didn't even think about it till now. Original trilogy Vader, this is going to get a lot of backlash. He's boring. He doesn't do much. He just walks in there and just, just kind of stands behind those Imperial figures. The only time he actually had really good development or really fear, like fear, I, I was scared of him, was in Empire. Mm. A New Hope, I was like, who's this weirdo in a helmet? He he doesn't speak much. He's always behind someone. He's just lingering. Empire, you figure out he's, you know, father of Luke. He cuts off Luke's hand. And and then in return, he kind of is just a beta for the entire movie to Palpatine and then saves the day at the end, but then dies. Yeah. In my opinion, Kylo's more interesting. I'm not saying better character. I'm just saying more interesting, right? I think in terms of this comparing the three movies side by side, in in episode seven, you you figure out that he's a descendant of um obviously Vader. I don't know, it's a bit contradicting. Um, he's Han and Princess Leia's kid, two very important people within the Re- Re- Rebel Alliance and yeah, Resistance now. Yeah. Um, he also you can see that he's battling conflict already, even though he starts out being this fearful um opposing Sith kind of thing. He looks more scarier. I think his appearance is far more frightening than Vader's external appearance, especially with the voice, apart from when he takes off the helmet, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's a lot more because you don't he's mysterious, right? He's mysterious, but he's also doing stuff. In that first opening scene, Vader walks in, in a new hope through the doors and just does this. Opening scene with Kylo Ren. He slaughters a whole village and stops up a, a, a whole laser bolt with without even trying, basically, right? Then he kills his father. And he shows grief, but then also still pursues his, uh, you know, um, aspirations of being a Sith. And then in like the Last Jedi, he, you know, he's starting to crumble a bit. He's, show- he's showing his psychological struggles within his own mind, kind of thing. But then he goes, "No, I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to take out everyone. It's going to be my my reign only, and trying to get Rey on her on his side." And then in, in Rise of Skywalker, he's really cemented that supreme leader that no one's going to kind of take him over. But then the only thing that brings him back into the light is his connection to his mother yeah. and that sort of mother and son bond. And it shows that, oh, just like everyone in this world, no one's fully kind of evil. Everyone deserves a second chance kind of thing. So, I actually preferred, I thought I thought he's a lot more interesting than, Vader doesn't really do much in the OT. I think he's developed well throughout the whole Star Wars media, books, prequel trilogy, Clone Wars, obviously with Anakin. He even got so much development in those shows. If you're just comparing the three movies to those three movies, I think Kylo Ren's a more interesting character. Did you prepare this in advance? I just... So, 
to, to you guys in the audience, um, we kind of discussed about this doing it recently, but I actually only the other night I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. Someone mentioned that, oh, I think Kylo Ren is more, much cooler than Vader. And then I was like, in my head, holy crap, cow. I actually think he's a lot more interesting. Because I always thought about this. Everyone puts Vader on this pedestal, right? As like he's the best villain of all time. In those original trilogy movies, he really... Is he really that intimidating and posing? So... Or interesting even for that matter. He's very yeah. just... There's not much on him. So, I don't disagree with you, first yeah. of all. I, I'm actually struggling to come to a conclusion mm. in my head. I don't Like, try to remove the fact of the everything else that you know about yeah, Vader kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, first of all, I love Kylo Ren. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorite... You and I both love yeah, Kylo Ren. Love he's a great character. Yeah. My issue is he's got good development, but it almost feels like he can't really make up his mind in my head. But I think that's good because of the psychological struggles that he deals with. It, it gives him more depth rather than, I think, when Vader's just such a faceless figure without any really motives until, like, the end of the trilogy. Mm, I don't know. I feel like Kylo doesn't really know what he wants and he kind of makes it up on the mm. spot as he's going, like, whatever benefits him in the moment. Uh, but I guess, like... Yeah, I do think he's the more interesting character. Really? I think he is the more interesting character. Oh. I think Vader... You can't talk about Vader with that, without Anakin. Anakin, but mm. you, the question was within the original trilogy. So, mm. I feel like that's almost a bit unfair, actually, because you're comparing, like, a whole character's story development to True. half a character's story development. But if you think about this, we haven't really had... If you're... Talking about the movies, we haven't had anything else with Kylo Ren. There's so many periods that we missed out on his, you know, upbringing of being a a good person to begin with too. But also, you say that, right? But, like, initially, there wasn't meant to be a really a prequel trilogy, right? It was almost just meant to be, here's Vader, he's a villain. They weren't going to really go with, oh, he's Anakin. He had had an Ahsoka apprentice and he had Mm -hmm. a best friend called Obi-Wan kind of thing. He just said he knew him, right? So, when you think of it like that, it's almost like he needed so much other media to become the character that we all know and love today. When Kylo Ren, I feel, has done more interesting things and is a more interesting character with yeah. just the, within those three movies alone. Again, I don't disagree yeah. with you, but I just think in terms of what Vader brings, I feel like you almost don't need to have that mm. development. I feel like a lot of it... I think a lot of Vader's development hinges on, uh, no, I'm your father. Yeah. Because that just introduces a whole new complexity as like to what thoughts. Vader's been doing... Mm what his motives maybe because that's when yeah. his motive starts yeah. to come in he wants yeah. to reconnect with his son yeah. did it did, was that evident that he wanted to overthrow at that time i think palpatine so. yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. i guess yeah i don't know yeah it's interesting hmm. but in terms of the question kylo ren is a more interesting character in the trilogy there is the overall yeah. i think vader's probably a more interesting complex character i 100 percent agree with you on that cooper uh, that's why i specifically put the OT, because I'm like, if you imagine if nothing else came out mm. and it was just those three movies and the sequel movies, mm. yeah, unreal. I was like, when you think of it like that, what did Vader do that was interesting, really, apart from like the I am your father yeah. and saving Luke at the end and then just dying kind of pathetically, in my opinion? So yeah. it's like, anyway, yeah, no, that's a good, that's yeah. a good discussion. Yeah. Next one, yep, don't want to look, don't want to look, <laughs> pick out this one. Uh, oh, okay. I like this one. Here we go. Were the CIS really the bad guys? Now, I wrote this question because I had a discussion with Mark about it mm. the other day. Hmm. The CIS 
are the Confederacy of Independent Systems that were joined slash united by the idea that the Republic was too powerful. Yeah. The Republic held too much power over the galaxy and that they need to be a force against them. Yeah. You look at how the Republic was run. Mm. It was run by a chancellor who turned out to be evil and corrupt and had the entire bidding of the courts, the Senate, even the Jedi, the the Jedi, yep. He's got so much political power <laughs> over all three of those things. And obviously, it's difficult for the CIS. Like, obviously, Palpatine knew what he was doing in orchestrating the mm. war because he even had Dooku running the CIS. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, the CIS are just, well, they're like the rebels almost. Mm. They just want to be free of the oppression of the <sighs> of the uh, Empire. Repu- yeah. But it's just that they actually... Well, they don't actually fight back because the rebels did that as well. But they got an army together of of droids that did the work. And obviously, we look at Star Wars Mm. from a hero's perspective. They make them look very weak. We look at from the Jedi's perspective Mm. in the the prequel trilogy. And so, it's very difficult to see the CIS as not the the bad guys. Mm. So, that's why I brought up the question because Mm. I'm like... If you really think about it, and that's why I think that they're not really bad. They're just like the Rebel Alliance. They're trying to fight the oppression of the major political power in the galaxy. Mm. So, again, it, I, I feel like you might be differing. And obviously, the the CIS go about it in different ways than the Rebels think, do. Yeah, I think you're about to... But the Rebels, you can... Again, we talk about this all the time. Mm. Is the blowing up the Death Star <laughs> terrorism. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, Grievous... Yep. When he goes and uh, infiltrates the Coruscant Temple, takes mm-hmm. the Palpatine, takes same thing. Yeah. yeah, that's terrorism. That's mm. that's holding a leader hostage mm. for personal gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone's similar tactics. done bad. Yeah, yeah. So again, what I want to hear what you say because I I think no, they're not really. They're just like the Rebel Alliance. This is this is interesting because you can say that oh, blowing up the Death Star is an act of violence, right? However. The Empire weren't trying to use that machine as kind of a just-in-case security measure for, like, they were doing it to deliberately yeah. kill people. Yeah. Right? When taking, a, even if the Chancellor wasn't bad, they took the Chancellor as a hostage, right? But, like, it's like, what for? What What are you gaining from this? Like, if you're not thinking about all the- Well, again, it was Palpatine who orchestrated Yeah, but that's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. It's hard to, like, you know what I mean? So, comparing those two, I think, are very vastly different. Like, Yeah, no, it is. And, like, you even think about- Sorry, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. let you go, but it's like- with the CIS and it's 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 just so difficult to compare them. When they're being puppeteered kind of by... They are. And it's difficult to look at from perspectives because obviously if you look at it from the Republic's perspective, oh, we've kept peace throughout the galaxy and then these guys are just trying to avoid it. Mm. The Empire, same thing. Mm. Oh, we're just trying to keep peace. We're trying to keep people under control mm. with this Death Star. But the Rebels are like, no, this is not freedom. Anyway, yeah, sorry. So you yeah. Um, but I think as I was going with that kind of thing, I think the main issue is that the CIS just do like really bad stuff when they hold power over like, like let's just say they took out the, Re- um, the um, Republic's hostage over a system, right? If we're yeah. looking at it from their yeah. eyes. But then they just basically do the exact same thing and maybe even oppress the people more. Mm. So I'm like, if they were the rebels, you wouldn't be oppressing people still. You know what I mean? The rebels, were on, the rebels would only oppress people or like cap- capture people if they're trying to 
visibly start violence, right? But the CIS were almost just like, well, these guys are holding too much power. We just kind of want that power. Yeah, they, they didn't really think about, like, if you're seeing them as the, the goodies, We what was their overall motive? Their overall motive honestly just seems like just taking over their power. Yeah. That's not like the rebels were to stop an opposing, uh, an oppressing force on the whole galaxy. Mm. You might not have to agree with how they enact that after, which is obviously what they kind of do with the New Republic in... Like, oh, what are they really doing? Like, are they actually that good? You know? Yeah, exactly, ha- yeah. But that's what I'm trying to say. I, I wouldn't... So, I wouldn't... Uh, everyone is not perfect, right? Yeah. Everyone has their fault. Okay. However, I would not go anywhere close to saying they- that they are the goodies and they did nothing wrong. Because I think, that, honestly, they did but so much worse than they, what the Republic would do. Are they not the bad guys? I would say they are the bad guys. Okay, right. Because if you remove them from the story... There would be still, obviously, some people not agreeing with the Republic stealing and not agreeing with the oppression that they're giving. But I think it's less violent and harmful means compared to what the CIS would do. And and starting those wars created more conflict within the galaxy. Remove them out of it, there'd be less wars. Everyone, like, even in modern society, everyone's got against political anything, yeah, right? Yeah. Everyone's different. But I think the CIS just brought more war mm. instead of... And if they want to come in and kind of talk politically as a political figures like Newt Gunray and all them, yeah. when we came with an actual thing being like, oh, to the people of the uh, the Senate and stuff, um, we come as a pro- proposition to kind of dethrone these guys politically rather than act- an act of violence and try and remove some of their powers mm. within the system rather than just yeah. trying to blow up or capture or kidnap people yeah, that's true. and just be the exact same, just worse. Yeah, okay. So, Fair enough. Yeah, that's Fair my enough. opinion, yeah. yeah. All right. Go um, again. Do you want to do a couple more? Or should we do, do, do... Should we do one more last one? Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Do... Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, hang on. Didn't you pick... You, pick, you picked uh, your CIS one. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> right. I actually forgot about that. Let's pick this middle boy. Okay. All right, get off there. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is Cooper's one because his handwriting's actually good. Um... Oh. Who is the most talented actor slash actress? I think they're all actors now in yeah. all of Star Wars. This is a good one to end off on. Mm. Not mm. as um dark and depressing as no no. It's the CIS bad. It's the CIS one. Um yeah. Uh, honestly, I would say the most talented. Ewan McGregor. Mm, okay. So, I'll explain myself. Uh, this is a disclaimer. I love so many actors within Star Wars and, and actresses, or they're actors, I guess, now, because it's under the umbrella of yeah. everything. Um, but I think Ewan had to demonstrate almost more emotion than even Anakin, like um, Hayden Christensen, yeah. because he was the one that dealt with so much kind of loss, yep. so much change, so much conflict in, in himself. Like, he has to ask his own apprentice and all that kind of, like, to spy on the Chancellor mm-hmm. and everything. And we also... I'm counting Ewan as kind of like he is if he didn't if he wasn't a good actor, then you wouldn't have really cared about that whole Anakin and Obi-Wan scene. You wouldn't care about Obi-Wan kind of having these um nightmares of yeah. of of Anakin turning evil. You wouldn't care about his character. Mm-hmm. Do I care about Obi-Wan? I do. I feel almost so bad, so much m- worse for Obi-Wan's character because of yeah. everything he had to endure, even the Clone Wars yeah. stuff. And I think Ewan portrays that mm-hmm. perfectly. And especially in Obi-Wan, even if we don't agree with the show, I think he's the perfect Obi-Wan. I think he he gives credit to Alec Guinness's version of Obi-Wan. Absolutely. And Absolutely. he also has his own spin. And yeah. I just think, in general, he's a really good actor. And we've obviously seen him in a lot of other projects after. So, obviously, a lot of other people agree that he's 
also yeah. very talented. Yeah. Even um, bit of a bit of a sidetrack. He's also very good in the Birds of Prey movie, playing oh, a bit yeah, of a yeah, crazy yeah. kind of Joker type of the Black Mask. I think he's got range, and I I really would would like to see more of you in in live action Clone Wars. I hope to give you know f- just flesh out yeah, his yeah, live action persona more too. But there are so many. Oh, I could think of so many. So that, that's that's a tough one, you know. That, yeah. that that one has comes with many parts because exactly, there's yeah. so many good ones and well, there is so many interesting ones I too. I think you're probably gonna agree with what I'm gonna say. Mm. So first of all, I'm tossing up between two, but I mm. think I'm gonna go with the one I'm gonna mention in a sec. You can Natalie, have honorable mention. Natalie Portman yeah. as Padme. Yeah. Well obviously as Padme she's she gets some cheesy lines. We yeah, know. I think her yeah. acting's pretty good in Revenge mm. of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Anyway. In terms of what she's gone on to do, I think Black Swan was probably her mm-hmm. best movie. Uh, she's just been really good. And obviously, people remember her as well as Jane Foster. Mm. And as much as the Thor movies were maybe a bit of a joke, <laughs> I still think she was a pretty good actress in that mm-hmm. or actor. Um, but overall, very talented. Yeah, 100%. She's kind of been across the board. Mm. But the character... Sorry, not the character. The actor I'm going with is Oscar Isaac. You got to think outside of Star Wars. We're talking is... about in Star Wars, though. Also, like, I know you're going to yeah, de- yeah, yeah, defend yeah, no. him after, but so oh, out of hundred percent, yeah. In Star Wars, mm. I think he sometimes he yells into oblivion, like, <laughs> it, it, like it doesn't Yahoo! really, well, it doesn't really matter what he says. He just kind of yells like, no, nah, like when, yeah. when Finn says Ray, <laughs> yeah, like, it's like yeah, okay, it's, it's meaningless, like, yeah. yeah, but just I care. There's one moment. There's two mm. moments actually. Both in the Rise of Skywalker. Mm. The first moment is when he's on the rooftop with Carrie Russell. And he's like, we sent out a call Mm. at the Battle of Crate and no one came. (laughs) And just, you can can see the defeat Mm. in his face. Mm. And it's like, yeah, that's a good actor right there. And then there's also the moment at the Battle of Exegol when he's Mm -hmm. flying. He's like, I'm sorry, guys. I thought we could do it. I thought we could do it. And then you just see it him kind of lift when everyone comes in mm. anyway like that's in star 100%. wars he's, he's really good yeah i love that he's one of the main characters i wish he got more time more that's the issue i think i why i wouldn't put him as yeah. you know what i mean yeah. yeah no but in terms of talented oh yeah outside of star wars he's phenomenal mm. um what did i watch him in recently uh, drive <laughs> i didn't watch him in drive because he couldn't drive too scenes from a marriage i think it's from a marriage. I've never it's heard of binge. that. It's on binge. Oh, I've never heard of it. Oh. He's very good. Mm. He's very good in that. Mm. Um, and he was in Moon Knight. We're big Marvel fans. So very good at Moon Knight. He was very good. At Moon <laughs> very Knight. good at playing that. Yeah. Persona here. Yeah. Uh, he's in the Dune series. Yep. Very I good thought he played Leto very well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's in a lot more stuff. Like he's in so many. Like, he's in a Netflix movie with Ben Affleck. Oh yeah. yeah. Like just kind of like an army movie. He just plays every role he he plays brings kind of like. An, like an impression impression on the audience. Yes. Like you remember his character. Correct. You might not remember his name, but Correct. you just know his face and be like, yeah, he's good, right? Yeah. I think he's a very yeah. talented actor. Mm. And that's why I put him as number one. 100%. Person. I was thinking Natalie Portman, obviously, mm. but, but I just she needs more live action more, screen time. And also I didn't feel like what she was given was enough for her to like in Star Wars, really yeah. make an impact. 100%. Whereas I feel like Oscar Isaac, although he wasn't the main focus, he was still... Impactful, impactful with mini. with what he got. And he got more story mm. than what Padme got. I would like to mention before we wrap up on this actor one yeah. and the whole thing. Um, Adam Driver. Yes, of course. Unreal. Yep. Um, I would even say uh, uh, Ian McDermott. Yep. Palpatine. Scary as. Yep. So scary. Hayden Christensen. Now, I mm. want to say 
he is because I feel like there's we don't want to get into the whole yeah, everything that, that happened with yeah. Hayden Christensen and stuff too, but I feel like for what he was given and the direction and the lines he was given, he executed it perfectly. Mm. And whether you like him as an actor or not, he is Anakin Skywalker. You know what I mean? Yep. He is the pretty like I couldn't picture anyone else play him. Yeah, Leonardo exactly. DiCaprio, no. It, you know what I mean? It is it is Hayden Christensen, and I Anakin. think there is a movie called Looper Jumper. Not not Jumper. Looper Jumper. I'm pretty sure it is. Is it? Maybe. I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah. I forget. He's the one where he can teleport and he, he's, he's a bit of a goody anti-hero okay, yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, he has been in so many movies, right, that you won't hear of mm. and he's very good, but he needs more. And I wish he was in more because I feel like after that whole debacle with Attack of the Clones, mainly in, in Attack of the Clones, with that really cheesy yeah, that romantic dialogue. Like, I'm sorry, but George Lucas needs to be- the blame for that. Who yeah. can say that? We we say those lines, right? And you can't say it with a straight face. No, you can't. Like, you, you can't. It's just impossible. So, I so feel funny. like he needs to be up. Like, may not be the best, obviously, in the franchise. May not be the best of all time, anyway. You know what I mean? But he definitely needs to be recognised as he did his role perfectly. Absolutely. And, and anyone who thinks of Anakin thinks of him. You know what I mean? And in Revenge, in Revenge of the Sith, he was so good. So that's what I always imagine. So when I think good. of Hayden Christensen. I think in that Revenge outfit, of the Sith yeah, rather than no, rather than the, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, and even in, but even in the Ahsoka um, flashback, you could just see that he was that joking kind of Matt Lanter in 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 the Clone Wars animation. And I'm just like, man, we really missed out on not having more of him in it too. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the Star Wars actors and actresses or actors in general just don't get enough screen time to really yes, but like really accentuate how good they are but there is so many good ones in star wars like so many yeah like so many that we haven't even mentioned again i didn't didn't think as like as i didn't think she was great in Mm. in the movies but i think daisy ridley she's a great actor yeah really good too even um rosario dawson Dawson, even um liam neeson as qui-gon plays that kind of you're going forever yeah like that's what i'm saying there's so many good ones even um andy circus not as snoke but as uh as what's his name again um kino lloyd kino lloyd yeah supreme leader snoke and even there the mocap of that scary as like i'm just it's it's honestly sad that we don't get to see more of all these kind of characters and and it's just unrealistic to think of that's a great great topic and i I I love it it's very good i was i was pretty i was pretty uh chuffed with myself that's very good that's going to do Good indeed. Anyway, that was a good one to add yeah. on. Yeah. Thanks for watching, and we will see you next week. Catches.